This is episode 41 of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Today we look at how the Lion King kids and bravery can be keys to living a more balanced life. I'm going to talk about how I learned bravery from the Lion King and you can too. See how there are six components that work together for a greater impact in your life. And lastly, get some powerful doables to create the life you want. Let's get started. Welcome to this week's edition of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. I am Kim McLaughlin, your host. I am a psychotherapist, inspirational coach, speaker, and best-selling author. I help people when they're feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, and overloaded, and it shows up in overeating, overdieting, and just feeling plain bad about yourself. Today, I want to talk about bravery and stepping out of your comfort zone. Last night, I went to a play and I watched 30 kids between the ages of 9 and 11 sing, dance, and act in the play, The Lion King. It was really The Lion King Jr., which is a a shorter version of the play Lion King. Those of you who might know Lion King know it as a movie. There's been a couple of renditions of the movie But there's also a musical version, and for those of you that don't know, I call myself a musicals freak because I love musicals. I could watch them all the time, um, either at the movies or live on stage. That group of 30 children that I told you about that I saw in The Lion King Jr. last night included my daughter, who auditioned to be in the play about four months ago, and We have been traveling back and forth to rehearsals and getting all the right clothes for her to participate in this play. There was also, in the background, a group of adults who volunteered to teach and coach these kids for the last four months. It was extraordinary watching the amount of effort that they put into putting on this play, and it was actually a really incredible production of the play. What we know, you know, if you think about plays, that it takes a lot to be willing to get on stage, to sing, to dance, and to act. And what I woke up with this morning and why I wanted to share this on this podcast was that I realized that there's an incredible amount of bravery that goes into being in a production like that. And I think looking at that bravery and and the amount of effort those kids put into really being their best selves and coming to the stage, we actually could learn a lot from that. And as I thought about the play, The Lion King, I thought about how it really fits into allowing us to look at the six feed your soul components. And when we talk about the feed your soul components, I've talked about them in many podcasts up until this point, is there, it's about physical, emotional, mental, lifestyle, mindfulness, and self-act or self-love. And we can use those as really a balancing point to look at any point in our life, which includes food or doesn't include food. What I normally talk about when I talk about those six components is how it's related to weight and overeating and balancing your life and how you come to the table and how you look at food. And I thought today it would be super 
interesting to look at those six components and how it's related to living our best lives. I thought about the kids that were in the play and how brave they were and how successful they were in doing the play. And really, we can look at their progress through the play through those six components. So what I want to do is walk through those six components and what the kids had to do to get ready to put on this play. And then as I talk about what the kids went through, think about how that might be a metaphor for how you can use these six components in your life in ways beyond food and beyond how you feel about your body. So let's talk about it. So in terms of putting on a play, if we look at the physical component, there is a lot that goes into putting on a play and putting on this play in particular. There was the physical side of being present for um, weekly rehearsals, and those rehearsals went on for four months, and it actually was a lot of physical energy for the kids, but it was also a lot of physical energy for the director and all the adults helping out with their performance. The kids also had to balance their lives, their physical lives, in terms of work, play, dance, singing, and engaging in practice. So there was a lot of areas of balancing out their um, their physical life. Also, in terms of food, I remember with our daughter, I had to look with her at having extra snacks for her to use during the performance or the rehearsals so that she wouldn't feel run down during the day because they went straight from school to the rehearsal. So there was a need for the food. There is also a need for food in terms of after the play, having enough nourishment to, to regenerate her. And I found that when she came home from the play practice, she was very hungry. There was also the night of the play where there was an audience because we had to look at having food at the right time so that she would have enough energy to do the play, but also not be too full. I found it interesting that she um, ate food earlier before the performance, but wouldn't have anything right before the performance. And I thought about myself that whenever I have any kind of performance, I don't tend to eat right before it because I get a little nervous. I even do that um, right before I come on here to do these podcasts. I get a little nervous before I do the podcast. And so eating right before doing some kind of event doesn't always work for me. And I found it interesting that the same thing happened for her. Also, the physical component for putting on a play is just being so physically active that there was a lot of um, energy that was used during the play that needed to be accounted for or just taken into consideration. We had talked last night when she got done with the play that to be sure to, to know that she could sleep in this morning because there was a lot of physical activity and she was really tired after putting on that many performances um, close to each other. So there was a need for downtime for her body to rest and relax. Next, when we looked at the performance, there was an emotional side that comes to being involved in a play. I I see that there is feelings of fear, worry, upset, excitement, and these feelings might get in the way of really being 
proactive in terms of putting your best self forward in the play. I remember my daughter auditioned for the play and it was interesting to watch her go through the the nervousness of doing the auditions and she ended up getting an ensemble part. And what I told her before she had gotten any of the parts that no matter what part she got, she still needed to stay connected to doing the play and that she wasn't going to be able to quit. I told her that whatever part she gets, that she should be proud and excited to do it. What happened when she got the ensemble part, I think she was a little disappointed that she get didn't get a larger role, but then really rolled into feeling excited and a part of the play because she let her emotions move through the disappointment and then into the excitement of getting to be in the play and getting to really participate with other people. It was also interesting that she was able to allow herself to be excited for her friends that got certain parts that she had wanted, but that she could be excited for them and what they have achieved. I think this shows how we can work through the emotional components that come up by being honest about them, about being fearful or being disappointed or being upset, but then move into where where are we going to go with that and and how might we work it out for ourselves? And I think this was a great example of working through the feelings to get to the point of feeling really successful and excited about being in the play. Next, we can look at the mental component in our six feed your soul components and look at what the kids were thinking and how they ended up remaining positive and upbeat. When we're looking at kids, they don't have as many filters as we do as adults and, and tend to be more easygoing, I think, than we do about what happens in our lives. And I think looking at these kids and what they did in the play can really show how they remain positive and upbeat. They ended up focusing on the play and all the other priorities. So they had to really engage their mental component in terms of taking care of the priorities of practicing for the play, going to school, having homework, engaging in other athletic commitments that they had, and even home commitments that they had. And they had to remain balanced in keeping their mental focus solid as they went through this play. And when they're at play practice, they're not thinking about what's going on at home or what's going on at school or or having to do any kind of homework, that they could stay really focused in their mental arena and stay what I think of as the high watch in terms of their thoughts. When I was thinking about this mental component, I was also thinking of the story of Lion King and how Simba, the main character, ran away because he thought he'd done something wrong. He had thought he had killed his father in the story. And his thoughts were really negative and blaming towards himself. And ultimately, his thinking and his behavior changed when he got a message from his father that he needs to be brave and move forward. What I think of is that this was a shift in mindset for Simba, the character in The Lion King. And this shift in mindset helped him move out of feeling 
sad and alone. And by changing his thinking, he was then able to change his behavior and go back to being with his pride and taking over his right place as being the king. This shift in his mindset and his thinking took his life in a whole new direction. When we look at these kids and what they did in The Lion King, we can think also about lifestyle. And lifestyle has to do with all those connected components of like like work and home and school and play and friends. And what we see, what I saw with the kids is that they had to really balance out their days in terms of going to school, practicing for their play, having household chores, homework, and being involved with their family. There were a lot of places where they could get stuck and maybe not be so balanced because the play and rehearsing for the play took up a lot of time. And I, what I saw with my daughter and the other kids is that they began to balance out other areas in their lives so that they could be 100% focused on the play and most of most importantly, focused 100% on the play when they were on stage. So they weren't thinking about the other things going on in their life. And this, I think, is a another metaphor for us about how we're maintaining our balance in our lifestyle. And are we able to engage and focus on the area at hand and then move into other areas later on? Also, I think about lifestyle in terms of being brave enough to be a part of this play is that they had to really put themselves out there and say, yes, I'm willing to be on stage. I'm willing to have other people see me. And I'm willing to maybe not be perfect at it, but I'm going to do my very best. And that's another piece of what goes on in lifestyle is that we just do the very best in terms of being our best person at any point in time. And that's really what I saw these kids do. The fifth component is the area of mindfulness. And I think you could kind of agree with me that mindfulness is really important when you're on the stage and you're doing something so physical and demanding as being in musical theater. It takes being centered, getting connected to your breath and being really present in your body because you have a lot to do. One example is my daughter talked the other day about how she was on stage and she was getting ready for her part and she had forgotten what the first step to the song was and she talked about feeling a little nervous about forgetting it and what I noticed for her is that she really took that mindful deep breath connected back into herself and knew that she knew what to do. And then the, the steps came back to her and she knew immediately what to do. And when she got the first step, she knew what to do right after that. So that mindful reconnection back to herself really led her to be connected and be more purposeful in being in the play. Lastly, we have that area of self-love and I saw a lot of self-love Um, especially the last night at the end of the play, the kids were so excited to be on the stage and to celebrate their success with their family and all of our friends and people in the audience. There was a lot of acknowledgement about how brave they were. The, The teacher that was the liaison to the school got up and talked about 
how proud she was of the kids and the the teenager who was the director, he came up and he talked about how much he appreciated the kids and what they had done and how much they had put forward to being a part of this play. And everybody was really into the love of the moment. And there was such a celebration. There was taking of pictures, all families together, and the kids were taking pictures. There was applause. There were standing ovations smiles and tears of joy, congratulations and celebration. And I thought really this was a coming together of love in the community, but also for each kid having that real sense of self-love and and really valuing themselves and what they put forth and what they were a part of. Hi everyone, this is Kim and my book is out. Feed Your Soul, Nourish Your Life, A Six-Step System to Peace with Food is live. I recommend you get it. It has all my six components of feeding your soul as well as my own story. Pick it up now. You can find it on my website at feedyoursoulunlimited.com. Thanks. I think as we talk about these six components and how it affected the kids, I want you to think about how they could be seen in your life too. And how are you fully engaging in these six components in regards to food, but just really in regards to your life in terms of every day, where do you step up in these six components? And and maybe sometimes where do you fall down and don't really make the grade in the way that you'd like to in those six components. So what I was thinking of for the doables, as you know, we always have a doable at the end of every podcast. And this is a way for you to get in action to start practicing the things that we are talking about in the podcast. I think um, ideas or insight without action really kind of lay flat and, and don't really give you the added bonus that you have. I wanted to take today to go through these six components in terms of the story and the story of these children because they really can be the metaphor for you and what you're going to do differently. I encourage you to think about these six components and which of them would you like to focus on this next week? Where would you like to make a different impact in your life in terms of having a doable that really works for you? I was thinking as I was going over this about some ideas about what you could do. One of the things that you could do is maybe focus on the component of the physical and see how you might engage in more movement. We've talked before about having movement just for movement's sake and not having movement connected to losing weight or to getting rid of calories, but it's really about how do I move my body and how am I physical? The kids give us a great understanding of the physical and how important it is and really watching those kids on the stage and how physically they moved and how effortless it was. I thought, I want to keep doing that. I want to have movement continue in my life at every age because I want to be flexible and be able to to do those physical things that I want to do. So maybe consider this next week is to engage in physical movement and set a goal of some kind of physical movement like maybe how many times a week might you engage in let's say um 20 minutes of walking three times this next week make it something that's really doable and that isn't 
overly taxing in a way that you're going to say, no, I'm not going to do it. But make it a doable that's really something that you're going to get done. Because once you do it once, you're going to find that you're going to do it more often because you found yourself to be um, successful at it. Another area you could focus on your doable this week is to engage in self-love. And I talked last week, this is um, episode 41 this week, last week in episode 40, I talked a lot about self-love. And I think it's something that kids really can teach us is they're really able to be in themselves in the moment. And how might you engage in more self and be in yourself in the more in the moment. And one of the ways I think of that you can do that is focus on self-care and doing things that are nurturing for yourself. I love doing things. I actually did this morning. I did some journaling and I did some meditation and I'm going to do a hike later on today. And those are my things that are really nurturing for me and connect me back to myself. Oh, the other thing I did is I used some essential oils today. I really love essential oils and I love the smell of them. And that it for me is another form of, of self-love for myself. So engage in something that's a doable, that you really can get done, that isn't going to be really hard and stressful, but really is something that you could really make happen. I like to put it in my um, my calendar for the week so that it's really there and front and center for me in terms of getting that doable done. I think we could all look back at children and we could see them as a way to look at how we could live our lives in maybe more of that childlike manner and not be so darn serious because when we get really serious and overly focused, we can lose these six components in our lives and really get off track in terms of living the life, the positive focus that we want to have. And that's what I see for all of you. I'm going to engage in more of these components this week, this story of the Lion King and these kids and their bravery really warmed my heart in a way that made me think about what are some things I want to do differently for myself. I encourage you to look at that for yourself and see what you could do individually. We're going to have a whole new podcast next week. Every week is a whole different show on different ideas. I thank you for joining us. Please do me a favor and like this podcast, write a review, let me know what you think. It really helps get us more out to the world where other people can come and find us on on the internet. So I appreciate you all being here. I look forward to talking with you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) 